Welcome back, everyone, to the Precision Unloaded podcast, episode 52. Uh, brought to you once again, without their knowledge, by the gun rack. Um, and tonight we have on the show myself, Mark, as usual, and Graham. How are you going, Graham? I'm well, Mark. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No, it's good. It's been a big week. Big week. First weekend, weekend away at a shoot in the Seeker show, so that forms a part of what we'll talk about tonight. Yes, it's quite good when we've got um, topics that are forced upon us and we don't just have to pull them out of a hat. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, cool. So I sort of won't really know, ask what you've been up to because it's part of the podcast, so we'll talk about that later. So, um, Well, we can talk about what we've done leading up to it. We have done yeah, a few excluding, yeah, 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 Exclu- yeah, yeah. So what have I done? Is that what you're asking me? Um, yes, that's what I'm asking. Shooting-wise... A uh, lot of practice on paper. That's not very interesting. Um, but we did a s- bit of practice the weekend before the event, um, and then we were, more interesting than that is we went out to, to destroy some pests out on your place. You weren't there; you were busy um, on an out-of-town adventure. But um, oh, that's right, that happened. Yes. yes. So possums, in- possums everywhere. We weren't set up that well for possums, but we just dis- we destroyed a lot of them. And I'm not going to say shoot them because we destroyed them. Because we had a twenty-two Creedmoor, yeah, centerfire. Oh so, my god, yeah. what a anyway. Uh, and then the main target was pigs. So once we look and there'd either be some pigs, we'd shoot them, or there wasn't, we'd um, then start dealing with possums. If if they were in a safe spot, we could shoot with a centerfire. Obviously, um, man, that thing is what a cartridge. So good, eighty-eight grand ELDMs, um, going butt naked fast. They just detonate possums. And then, yeah, we got seven pigs. Yeah. Um, which is cool. Uh, mostly smaller ones, and then one sort of, what she had been, six, four, 50 to 60 pounds now, not very big. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking if I added yours and Simon's ones for earlier on, on we're definitely over 150 something. That's a few, fair few pigs. You, you seem to have slowed down on pigs lately. You think? Yeah, that? I haven't really been shooting them or, or looking for them, actually, so... <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna get a shock probably when I go around a couple of places. <laughs> and it's like it's like. Um, oh, because we had this rain, so they'll be out making a mess. Oh. Seventy mils of rain. I'll, I'll make sure I'm armed tomorrow when I'm out and about on your place. Um, yep. So yeah, we did. That was really good fun. Uh, so I was with uh, Anthony and um, and Wilkie. Wilkie's back. For those who know Wilkie, Wilkie's back from Europe. Uh, he he like eloped or something. Got married over there. I don't know. And but he's back, which is fun. And he actually he was in a, the event with us in Auckland, so we'll be able to touch on shooting with him again. That's it, really. Just and then just a bunch of loading and more time on the Daniel Defence Delta Five Pro. Um, yeah, so you've had a three or four good goes with that, haven't you? Yeah. Um, so it's bedding down. Yeah, it's good. I'm enjoying it. It's um. Oh, you just got to get used if you if you're changing systems, especially a couple months out from an event, you sort of really want to. Um, familiarize yourself with everything right trigger yeah bolt manipulation mags mag release <clears throat> with most modern chassis guns a lot of controls are similar um, and you can set the stocks to a similar pattern i guess the chassis and the stock so but yeah so that, that's about it what, what about you Ex- excluding the the main topics you've been uh uh yeah i'm just really getting a bit bit of preparation um for the 22 shoot and changing my um tech attack a1 around the 65 creedmoor so went to a mill scope so i put a carless on it 
the K525i. Um, took the Night Force NX8 off it. Yeah. So I've got to try and work out what I'm going to do with that. Uh, and also changed from, took the brake off for the first time and put a suppressor on. Tried three different suppressors actually. So Oceana Defense one, a Hardy and a DPT. So, but two over barrels and one the Oceanian is a off the end job. So, and actually I couldn't notice a lot of difference between them. I mean, slightly more recoil reduction probably with the Hardy, but maybe that's due to weight as well. But uh, all seem to be. I didn't get a lot of POI shift either because it's a heavy barrel. But hmm. so anyway, that's all good. It's ready to go for the teams match with a suppressor. I end up picking the Oceania because it feels the same balance almost as it did when it had the muzzle brake on it. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and the Carlos obviously is a good good glass, so that's fine. That is um, my one of my. It's probably my current favourite scope that I've used. Yeah, I don't own one, but I they oof, heavens. I mean, it's got the it's got yeah. the weird con- well, you know, the the strange controls, I suppose. If you know, you know, not traditional, but. That, I adapt to that pretty quick. It's fine with the top parallax and the the left windage. You're gonna you're gonna use that in the match, and you're gonna like there'll be a stage of five targets, and you'll be looking for your little blue BDX dots. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, oh, that's cool. Um, so that's I can't yeah. just go to an app and <laughs> high tech your uh, your solutions in. I was tempted. I'm tempted to change the scope for Sunday, but anyway, and put a bigger BDX on it instead of the Carlos. You could just run a different 6.5 on Sunday. Oh, that's true. You've got like 73 6.5 Primals and 260s and 6.5 PRCs. Mm. Yeah. I was thinking of using the same gun both days and that thing's so reliable. It's fine. Yeah, true. It'll be good for you to dial for once again as well. You seem to have like gone backwards and... (laughs) Because I can't be bothered dialing. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, or, or remembering. Right. So I'm just being lazy. What you're saying is I'm being lazy. Fair enough. Yep. yep. Yeah. Or you, you don't want to call me out. <laughs> uh, anyway, so so the, so other than that, and then also the 22, I had a bit of a decision whether I was going to use the Chris DMK or the uh, Ruger 1022 competition at the 22 shoot. So, but then after I I swapped the BDX onto the 1022. Sided in, did some groups. It was yeah, I was with um, RWS special match. I haven't tried it in that before, but it was super accurate. So I thought I'll try it. Yeah, so that was setting that up as well. But I think um, I'll definitely still use that rifle at the speed versus precision match coming up. It's just a bit more accurate by quite a little little bit. Yeah, yeah. Than the Chris. I mean, yeah. And I actually don't mind the controls. I probably uh, find the Chris's controls a bit more fiddly than the Ruger, to be fair. And they're just a... Yeah. I know it sounds strange, but I really haven't used a lot of AR platform-type controls before. Oh, that's right. Your brand-new AR, you got it on uh, March mm, 14th. The day before, yes. yes. <laughs> Jesus. Um, anyway, so... Straight back. <laughs> Uh, uh, so that, yeah, other than that, that's uh, what else has arrived. Um, no, no, nothing, nothing major. Uh, I see not much hunting being done. Certainly got to try and get out. Do the possums. Um, yes, we need to do possums. We really need to do possums. 
I did set up the trek, but I suppose that's a later conversation. But yeah, um, which would be a good possum gun. I was I was planning on using it as my possum gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so for the, uh, I I ordered a while ago a Trek Twenty Two, so it's a Desert Tech uh, bullpup stock for Ruger Ten Twenty Twos. So, and I'd forgot I'd ordered it, and it turned up, and I picked it up at the Seeker Show. So, and I thought, oh, what am I going to find something to mount it in? And then I realised, oh, that's right, I've got a, a stainless Ten Twenty Two that I brought in the nineties. I thought, nah, there's no way it'll still all fit. But no, pulled it apart, dropped straight in. Perfect. So when was it up. when was the last time you cleaned that ten twenty two? In the nineties, seven years ago. Yeah, because yeah. when I looked in it, it was God, it was grubby. Mm, pretty cool. <laughs> it's had two cleans. Free lubricant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so no, it hasn't really. I've had one stove pipe, and that's about all. So it's running fine, and it it's um, the ergonomics. So if you look online, you'll see the Trek twenty two stocks. The, yeah, with the whole front trigger being slaved back to the main trigger on the 1022, it certainly makes the trigger slightly mushier, but not overly bad. Yeah, it wouldn't so, be a, it wouldn't be a match trigger by any means. <laughs> eh? Like it's a it's no. a plinking. Um, yeah, yeah, it's possum, rabbit's possum sort of thing. Yeah. Possum rabbit. Yeah. Yep. No, no, it's fine. I mean, it certainly feels because the scope mounts on top of the polymer stock on a rail which is a plastic polymer rail so it's just a clamshell of two polymer stock things and the barrels basically the action are um there's two bolts that go through where the pins go on the 1022 secure it into the stock so you actually wiggle the barrel slightly it's not super stiff in there so and it'll certainly you know hold zero but it's it's uh yeah she's a bit more wobbly um Based on the compromises they've made to design it, I suppose. So. Yeah. So no, that was uh, that's me. All right. So we have a new section, and this is we've got the most predictable thing for it. But what is new in the precision shooting world this week, this couple of weeks? And, and we did a poll, and and it was agreed that seven PRC is probably the new news. So Mark loves scouring the internet for new and obscure additions like the. Uh, 6.5 RPM from Weatherby about a year ago that um we took which I seen pop up on the internet once and has never been seen again the 6.5 bitch cat uh the um what's the what's 6.8 western um mm. and the ple- there's, a, there's a 338 RPM now too from Weatherby oh wicked <laughs> uh, but there's the 7 more PRC um, for all those mountain rifle people yeah should by um be a lot more successful from no well, uh, more so than the others. Um, but so, Mark, yeah, what, do you, so, what do we know about the 7mm? Well, anyone who follows a bit of stuff, there's been some pretty early telegraphing of what it was going to be and some stuff on YouTube and that, which everyone's probably looked at. So we, we knew in quite in advance what it was going to be like and the size of the, the case and everything and all that sort of palaver. But it's more was the timing of when it comes out and what's going to be on, on offer. So, obviously, Hornady's backing it uh, you know taking it it's the 375 Ruger based case so the same as the 65 PRC same as the 300 PRC um, and it's an in between of the in terms of case length of the 65 PRC and the 300 PRC so um, 
corner, he's basically putting out 175 grain ELDX. So it's a 7mm that fires longer bullets, whichever one, yeah, it's all standard. Same design philosophy as the other newer ones they've done. Uh, 160 grain monolithic bullet, the CX one. Um, and I think 180 ELDM. This is sort of the first offerings coming out, uh, which should tick along at approaching 3,000 feet per second um, 2.9 probably yeah so I'd say reloading you'd skid along at 2.150, 2.2 something if you're a bit excited yeah. oh sorry, 3.150 yep, yeah. yep. Um, oh, oh, based on way the way they're marketing and selling and Rifle sales, especially in America, I'd say it'll survive, obviously, and thrive. So one thing Hornaday seem to do better than most. I mean, they did it with the <clears throat> Federal, did it with Valkyrie, but, but as soon as that cartridge was officially announced, or released, I should say, uh, there was a bunch of social, large social media, um, YouTube channels, da, 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 had already been using it, and they released content at the same time. There was rifles already chambered. Yeah. major manufacturers so it's not like when you go oh there's this new fucking awesome thing and you gotta wait a year and a half for it it's like no it's ready to go um so yeah and, and like people will moan that it's just reinventing an old cartridge I mean, of course it is but it's also they can't sell seminal remag with 180 projectiles because it that's not inside the semi spec and it won't really work that well so in, in most remakes so <laughs> I no doubt we'll get our hands on one next year or whenever they turn up. Well, okay. you can basically, you know, you can buy the Sinmore Room Mag, which is your Ranger, or you can buy the 2023 Ranger. Oh, ouch. Ranger. I think my, ra- my, my Ranger has less dense in it than yours. It does have less well, dense in it. That's true. It like, does, si- yeah. Significantly. Yep. <laughs> well, what I'm saying there is people do like shiny things, so I think that's part of the... Oh, I do. Oh, I like I like new sales stuff. philosophy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but the difference is uh, compared to other manufacturers is this will be by the Hornaday match ammo. It'll be it'll work out of the box. It won't yeah. it won't be like the Valkyrie where the bullets will explode. No. So it's um so yeah uh, we won't dwell up too long. People are already sick of hearing about it, but it's um, no no uh, you know but the only another thing I'll say is manufacturers wise is you know Christian Arms. Out of the ones that we're familiar with here, Sauer, Remington, Ruger, Seekins Precision, Savage, Springfield Armory. Interesting is listed for next year, so that means the the waypoint will probably have a long action coming out. So, and based on what they did last time, it's probably only going to be in, oh, has any, I guess, maybe 307 PRC, maybe yeah. one other, yeah, type of thing. Have you noticed all of those manufacturers who, from what you've just The waypoint I'm talking about, yeah. Yeah, but the, all the ones you talk about are more lighter weight mountain style rifles. Yeah. Like long range hunting, um, obviously more styled in the American market than New Zealand Alpine hunting market, but long range, reasonably lightweight, um, yeah, rather than big heavy precision guns, which will come, no doubt, but um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, there's a fair few on that list that are obscure ones to us, but I'm assuming that, yeah. But you're right, they tend to do the, uh, you know, 
hunting gun type setups well, for a start. It's the biggest market by like 99%. Yeah, over there, we yeah. tend to forget. Yeah. We're a bit of an, it's in a way, slightly niche. Yeah. Oh, very, even over there. It's, yeah. Yes. Agreed. Um, any last right. comments on the 7PRC, apart from the fact I can guarantee you'll buy one or two? <laughs> no, that's not true. Yeah. I've amnesty on buying That means you definitely give them back. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so moving forward. It, feel, it fills a gap in, in you know, you did, you, something. You don't have a 7 mil currently. No, don't. Never had, a seven, never had a 7.08. Yeah. Had a 7 mil rem mag, but that was a... You can actually go and buy it from hunting and fishing if you want, Graham. Oh, is it still there? It's still there. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Lovely 26-inch barrel Remington, what do they call them? Long range. range. Seven, 700 long range. That was yeah. my first long range gun, man. was one of those in 300 and it sucked. Yeah, it looks like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we went, so we had a big weekend, as Mark mentioned, right back yep. 17 minutes ago at the start of the podcast. Uh, uh, ooh, a whole... Uh, couple of vehicles worth of us from Taranaki we got up early and headed up to the Seeker Show which is have we haven't had since 2018 19 did we have one 2019 yeah, tw- when did COVID turn out 2020 yeah you're right 20, yeah. 20 so 2019 20. well depending on which lab you talk about but yeah yeah <laughs> so much dev runs um, uh, were saying that it would never work at Mystery Creek and no one would go it was a large success from what we seen yeah put a humble pie eating there Graham am, am I one of the ones who's slagging it off I'm just I'm just assuming that yeah no um I was I did like going to Talpo because it was a nice it was easy to get to the town and have lunch with people um but Mystery Creek put it on well it sounds like they had about five or six thousand first day similar the second day and uh you know the best Talpo weekend was four up four thousand so yeah. roughly yeah that's what I heard so yeah They'd be very happy with that. It was, certainly was uh, very busy. I sort of ended up waiting towards the end of the day to have chats with some people because they seem to be run off their feet with um, tyre kickers, kicking tyres all, tires those, all, all those the place. social media influencers annoying them, trying to get free stuff. Free stickers. <laughs> you see me some free guns, man. Yeah, so uh, we thought we'd go through a few of the uh, stands we liked and some of the stuff, but it was a good chance to have a... I look at some stuff in the flesh, obviously, so it was good. So, so what, you seen. what was your aim going there to the Seeker Show? Because you, you, you've been trying to reel in your spending, obviously, because it's been fucking out of control. <laughs> yeah, window shopping. <laughs> um, you And um, now Mark, Mark also, obviously, he takes care of a lot of the sponsorship But I walked stuff. away with the stock that I forgot I'd ordered. So yes, but so, so Mark takes care of a lot of our sponsorship stuff for our events rather than me yep. doing it. Mark's our negotiator. He drives a hard bargain. I tell you, but um, so right. you you were doing a lot of that stuff, um, yeah. So we walked through the door as a group, and mm. then your your guys just disappeared. Me and Simon, we didn't see you guys bugger off for the rest of the day. Um, it just the trouble is everyone's wearing like black t shirts or green t shirts. Everyone just blends into. Well, them. I knew we'd have a very slow day if we followed you two around. So That's, you're not wrong because because we drove down the driveway and the guy when the high vis vest said, "Oh, hi, Simon. How are you going?" You can park over there. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God. We got, know, we got he knows pe- everyone, and we're just going to be chin-wagging all day, we got, so we, we, we escaped. We yeah. come down, and he got us to back up a bit and go down a side road, and we got a VIP park. It was excellent. 
Um, thanks. For, <laughs> thanks so for I you. thought thought best if we basically all just spread ourselves out over the whole site and come back. <laughs> I'll see you later on at some stage. So, so my main goal with Simon was mainly just catching up with um, different companies we deal with, uh, either <clears throat> previous sponsors of events or companies that, um, again, I plug their gear or um, whatever, right? Um, so I wasn't, I wasn't there to buy. I don't think I bought a single thing. I bought lunch. Yeah. So, so um, for those who didn't go, I mean, it was probably most eighty percent of the, the main. I guess uh, shooting and outdoors type outfits you'd see around New Zealand and the wholesalers and importers were there to a degree. Only a few notable exceptions. Yeah. So, and quite a bit of off-road outdoor stuff. Um, quite a few utes decked out and plenty of camping gear and things that sort of dominated one corner. And um, so, yeah, I saw the, uh, was it Natco Auto Rails? So they are doing South African designs for utes, basically for um, railings and that for the back, basically cages for stock or whatever, but also they do hunting stands that go on the top and seats, hunting seats, which are quite cool, that just bolt on and off. So I had a look at that, just out of interest, so put it on the bucket list one day. <clears throat> yeah, that's um, definitely something you need. Good for Possum Rifle Series events. That is true, Possum Rifle Series. You heard it here first. Um, <laughs> so, so what was your uh, at the Seek Show? Um, people are going to think my ones have paid off, but what were your favourite uh, stands? What what stands impressed you? What do you like? I mean, there was, I will say, there was a lot more longer range style equipment at the Seeker Show compared to previous years, as yeah. a lot of it bleeds into the hunting world. Yeah. Uh, I had a good chat to Guns NZ. Um, and their site was quite good some good rifles to have a look at I was interested in having a look at the Warwick straight pulls just out of interest because that's sort of a, a thing I often look at um, and they, they seem quite a well designed rifle good to see one in the flesh and the fact you can swap the bolt to the left and everything charging handle so which makes it probably a bit better for shooting off a tripod at night and things that was my main you know looking for something as a night vision culling gun type of thing without having to get a P license. Um, and the masterpiece arms rifles they had on display there. So I've really not I don't think I've actually seen one. I've seen one before in the flesh and had a muck around with it, but so they're certainly um well built machines and you'd know more about them than I would, but um on that a Kdex three seven five Shatec there, that was quite interesting. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, cool rifle, yeah. very big and uh, probably a bit pricier than Desert Tech 50 BMG, I'd say, from memory. Just, yeah. just a little bit. That's a little bit. Yeah, I want to try get that for a play. But they're very good rifles, from what I've heard, the KDX stuff. I've yeah. never, ever played with a KDX rifle. Don't they do, um, they do stocks? They do chassis, Pier- yes. And they chassis, do, and chassis. And they do like yeah, a full setup um, competition rifle. Yeah. Um, I've seen yep. one at Hautapu, the last Hautapu. Oh, yeah. There was one there on day two. Yeah, so no, that was that was good. Um, Sabre Tactical stand was cool, just to see all their stuff, you know, in one little place. That was good. Um, just a lot of gear that I still want to buy. For, they you know, they have a big range, don't they? Yeah, they like, do. And when you you look through the website or whatever, but when it's laid out in front of you, 
that's yeah, that's um, what I mean. There's, a, there's all these little bits of things that I want, but I think, God, stop, stop. Mm, I've got a package coming down at the moment. Yep. Cool stuff. Um, yep. What else? Um, and also oh, the Arlington Arms, which uh, they do Valdata uh, rifle scopes and um, obviously Desert Tech rifles and a few other things. So it was good to see their site and actually have a look at the Trek 22 stock, which I end up going home with, So, which I'd forgotten about. So it's good. And um, I was really interested in the Valdata Mini. So it's not really a Mini in terms of... Uh, size but it's the smaller version of the Valdata Recon G2 so which is the Ford 8x30 with the 40mm tube the big big kahuna so it's a 34mm um 4.5 to 28 by 50 so no it's good you know if you've got a Valdata Recon G2 already the similarity is good and the similar controls and everything and the, the reticle yeah it's the same so I think um, I think it's and they had intended, they had a bit of a special on. I think it's intended, yeah, because the forty is quite big, like on the yeah. fifty and three three eight and stuff. It looks fine. Yeah, they're great, right? Three three eight's massive, so there's one on there and there's one on the fifty. They're perfect, yeah. and they work heaps of elevation. They're um, yeah, they're great. But you put it on a um a three oh eight. It work, obviously it works fine, but it's just massive. So this is, I think, I'm assuming it's intended to try and capture some of the. Yeah, precision rifle competition market, the thousand meter and in shooting. Um, yeah, it's almost a grand cheaper than the bigger, big, bigger one. So the Recon G two. So oh. the the Mini G twos, yeah, nine hundred odd bucks, eight hundred bucks difference. So, which makes it worth you know a look at because it's yeah, I, yeah. All intents and purposes, it's just a shrunken version, so of the bigger one. So I'll, I'll try to get one to have a play with. Yeah, um, it'd be quite an interesting one to, to look at. Yeah, um, so I was keen, on, and that was sort of then. <clears throat> so yeah, so had a look at that, and then um, probably my other one was just having a good look at the Carlos stand. Um, good to see a range of their scopes, which I really, as we've talked about before, they can be hard to find in retail here. So to be able to um, have a look at some of them firsthand is good, especially the um, one of the LPVO ones I was interested in. It'd be good as a um, something on a straight pull, something like that type of setup. Yeah, it's good to see um, Carlos. We haven't we've talked we've talked about it a heap of times, but they've been sort of absent in our market for a yep. shit since twenty nineteen. So um, yeah, cool to see them. And I was the other one. I want to have a look at some GPO optics, just out of interest. So it's NZ ammo, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So the they got a couple of scopes in their range that are interesting. Sort of a two to sixteen eight power setup would be quite quite a good um, hunting one because quite a light scope as well. What would you put thing. that on? Six five PRC. Yeah, um, that or if it had the right reticle, it might go on the um, something like the waypoint. Yeah. Instead of oh yeah 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 I think I'm stealing the scope off the waypoint, aren't I? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, any other standout items or stands for you? Uh there's plenty. I mean, there's a lot of places I went to. So, um, well, you know, heaps. I, too many to note to, to to talk about, I suppose. But that was sort of my main, in terms of what I was keen to look at. 
highlights. I mean, you just standard, plenty of rifles there from different manufacturers to look at. Um, nothing else that I sort of hadn't seen before. Um, I've had a look at the, the Zeiss scopes, the S5 range, but I've seen them before anyway and seen them at shoots, so I've had a look at, you know, which are impressive scopes. So, um, who else? Oh, because oh, on the, that's the outdoor sports, isn't it? Yeah, they had a, quite a lot on their stand, so interesting to look at some of the Howard setups they had. Um, there with a TSPX one and a, I think they had a, Oryx chassis one as well. Yeah, that's a real package deal. Did you memory. did you see that um that PCP air gun up on the? No. Yeah, that's fuck. It was cool. Anyway, it's, hopefully we'll be here in a week for me to shoot pigeons and possums with. Anyway, we'll talk about that another time. Um, actually, that reminds me. Yeah, so no, overall, uh, and just chatting to a lot of people basically, so different ones. Did, um, did you get a number, did you get, number of people that come to shoots on my place? Did so. you get recognised off the podcast? <laughs> recognised? No, just recognised as that weird guy who owns that farm. <laughs> that, guy, that guy at the farm who's easy to sell guns to. Yeah. <laughs> He'll buy something. <clears throat> <laughs> so I'm going to probably mirror you with some of my answers. Like, obviously, we've got very similar tastes. And um, same tactical stand was. Yeah, but you, you've got a better memory than me, so you can probably that's purely a lack of alzheimer's um alcohol yeah <laughs> yeah well because for some yes i don't drink <laughs> um, uh same tactical stand epic really really cool had like a, a timber sort of um fun enough it kind of looks like my office hence why i probably like it um and like I said all their cool gear and then obviously carl's really cool to talk to so we talked to them for a long time and about some future stuff Arlington Arms, probably those they're going to be my top two, and these aren't just because they're companies we work with. Like Saber was old fashioned style with like the cool modern nylon gear they make, and then Arlington Arms was ultra, like clean, modern, minimalist. Um, had some like several really nice desert techs in there, all tricked out. Had some handguns. I think they were the only people with handguns at the show, which is cool. So they were some of the A-Rex Deltas, um, and then they had yeah, the the Veldata stuff, Terrapin stuff. Super, super cool display. Um, a lot of, lot of time and money went into that by the looks. Um, I yeah, think, it was very good. I think he said he rented it. Like, you rent all the fancy siding and lighting and stuff. Um, well, the thing is, they'll be getting ready for Mystery Creek the Field Days, which are in December for the first time ever this year, or in November. So a lot of that stuff would have been already getting dumped there anyway for, for the Field Days. So, uh, you yeah, know, the, the, um, yeah. the site, the booths and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Guns and Z was cool. That was next to Arlington. That, they're probably the, the standouts for me. Again, my interests are in those areas, so it's gonna. Yeah. Um, obviously, one thing we didn't mention is it was all the um, the original intent of the Seeker show when it first started was all the heads. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, all the trophies, they're pretty cool. So what pretty, are all these deer heads doing here? <laughs> pretty neat stuff. Um, nothing that I've ever shot would be worthy of uh, going in those shows, man. There's some impressive stuff. Um, yeah. Oh, I could have taken my billy goat, actually. Well, the arse end of it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> no, but uh, but some some yeah, it, it was a good show. It was well laid out. Only complaint I'd have was it was a bit warm for some reason. It was stupidly hot in Hamilton. It was like twenty two, three degrees, which might sound not that bad, but it was humid and nothing to do with the show organisers. It was just the weather. Um, 
Yeah. But a good show. Um, we caught up again, a lot of potential uh, sponsorship stuff going forward for some comps that we'll talk about down the track when we finalise some details. And caught up with a lot of friends. It was good. Um, yeah, a, a, a well worth the trip is what I'd say. Right. So if you're thinking about going next year, definitely go yeah. along. It's, it's only like 20 bucks to get in. That reminds yeah. me, I owe Scotty for my ticket. Did you pay Scotty? And I owe you Scott- for the hotel as well. Oh, you do you? <laughs> How many hotels in a row is that? <clears throat> Probably about 17. <laughs> no, Scotty paid me because he, he drove with me, so we end up... Oh, so you could harass him. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, other than that, I always test... At a venue for an event like that, I like, like to test their um, organisation oh. and security by getting on the PA system. That, yes, this did happen. <laughs> and if you can get away with it, that shows that the, you know... Got a few more things to get sorted before they're fully organised. So I saw the microphone sitting there on the stage. I thought, oh, I'll go and turn it on. Tap, tap. No, it works. Okay. So I went around behind the screen and uh, did a bit of a PA call on the on the, on the the system for Graham to meet at the main toilets with someone. So, but, and the police were standing over there and someone else over there and they all didn't even bat an eyelid and I put, put the microphone down and turned it off and walked back again. It's actually on video. Um, so I could have uh, could have had a, um, a live interview on stage. Yeah. I would have probably still thought it was Next year we'll, we'll, standard. we'll do a podcast on the stage without permission. No. Yeah, yeah fair great. And we'll, But we'll run it over the PA. Great idea. Yeah, yeah but again... Massive venue and heaps of parking, obviously, with all the uh, the size of the Mystery Creek site. What, what yeah. would field days would be? 100,000 people would go through there, wouldn't it? 60,000 uh, people or something? The four days, yeah, it always cracks. I think the biggest day is 50th or 50-odd thousand, maybe. And then total numbers, they often get 200,000 through. Yeah, okay. So this, or something like that. This is a perfect venue to hold. What's well, a big show for our industry, but in the spectrum of... Yeah. Um, and that's in the middle of June when it's uh, a foggy, freezing shithole. So. It is a very muddy shithole, eh? In June. Yeah, you can, I tell you what, they do a bumper sale in gumboots there, though. Yeah. For people who don't own them normally. Yeah. No. Um, so anyway, so after we, we, we finished up there, we um, we trekked into central Hamilton to like a... Was it a hotel or was it an apartment? I don't know. It was a two-story thing we had. Um and Michael Wilkie decided to come and live with us and sleep on our couch. Um, I just rang Winds and said I was sleeping in my car and they gave me an emergency hotel. <laughs> to be honest, the neighbourhood was and a then, bit like And then that. we ended up with a homeless ginger guy called Wilkie. Yeah, he slept on the couch. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we got up nice and early um, and we got on the road, on the very, very wet, rainy road to... Where would we be? Port Waikato was the closest place. Yep. So for the Jeff's Jeff's biannual uh, torrential rain shoot twice annual. That bi- yeah, soon. biannual. Yeah, oh, that's probably too that's much. Two, two years. That's two years. Oh, yeah. yeah. So twice about. annual. Triannually? No, that's true. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, it was good. Another bucketing down afternoon of rain just to test all your gear. So when we left Hamilton, it was quite heavy rain you couldn't see it very wasn't far. looking good no. and, we're like, and everyone's like oh man the weather weather and i'm just like oh, it was just going to be what it's going to be i'm just going to get turn up and fucking shoot and then we as we sort of i don't know whatever hills you climb up to get to that part of the country the um, pre-bombays we'll call them yeah I don't know, to the left left somewhere <laughs> um 
it semi cleared up. It was just grey and overcast, and um, I thought, shit, this yeah. is good. Um, so I've saved fine till after lunch, didn't it? Yeah, yeah I think yeah. I think I had it was twelve twelve stage match. I think it was probably our last four stages that started getting consistent rain. <laughs> Um, That's optimistic. It was about halfway, Graham. Come on. Okay, six stage. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, but pff, it wasn't the end of the world. Um, no, the, the, again, by the end of the day, we were pretty wet, right? Um, and our backpacks were wet, and I forgot my backpack cover and stuff like that. But um, it's it wasn't it wasn't yep. the end of the world. So <clears throat> this is Jeff's second competition. And so yep. uh, after the um, the outrage at me winning illegitimately last time um, fucking nine lives fucking Sorry. fuck yeah nine lives so Jeff dropped the nine life much to my uh, horror Graham's uh, phone a friend lifeline as we call it yes I tried to bribe him um, all sorts of favours were offered and not accepted um, varying degrees of debauchery um, anyway. he went with 12 stages all of your points counted so yeah so before we get into the glory of what happened um, I, th- I felt it was a real big, a good step up from the previous one, and um, stages-wise, the layout was a bit better in terms of uh, where the stages were. So just the whole day, I think, went smoothly, and um, yeah, I enjoyed pretty much all the stages. Had a bit of difference in them, so it was good. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Ha- I agree. Hats off to to Jeff and Cassie and and, team, and, yeah. and the whole team. Yeah, the I would say that well, the course of fire was linear. It was in a more of a straight line this time, which was nice. Like. Um, instead of having to sort of wiggle upside that hill. Uh, yeah. Now, one big difference was that we didn't have the lightning storm above us, which definitely no. made the, the previous event harder. Um, the ranges were reduced from like max 300 to like max uh, around 190 or 180, um, which is cool. Um, but more close range stuff. Um, yeah, no, not I, a lot of, no, not a lot of super close. So that was interesting. Yeah, so it was good too. Oh, because you do not parallax down that low. <laughs> I've seen real issues. There's no parallax on that scope, and at close, close range, it's just uh, you feel like a blind person. Are you running looking, that at Tirada? Looking you through are. a rainy window. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be terrible. Uh, yeah, I might have to work something out there. NXH? Stand back further. <laughs> <laughs> put, a, put, a, put a co-witness 45-degree red dot on it. I've actually got yeah. a mount. Have you? I have a mount. Bingo. Right on. All right, we'll, we'll do that fine. Um... Again, so a bit shorter ranges on some of them, and he modified the skills class to be a lot shorter range, which is really, really cool for those new yep. shooters. Um, again, classes were skills, which was like for your uh, new shooters. Uh, new standard to, rifles. Standard, yep. real basic stuff. Again, it's an introductory class um, for t- yep. to warm you up, essentially. And then we had practical, which is the same as practical in Arrows and Simon's events. And then unlimited, which is essentially open class as we run it. Um, so he he used the the same if not a very similar format to GPRE's model, which was what we run, which is cool. Made it easy for competitors who've done this stuff. Man, good day. It was it was a lot of fun. So you and I both shot in unlimited. So we were allowed our um, barricade style bags, tripods, um, you know that sort of thing. And then obviously practical is a bit more limited to what they can use. They've got a simple bag, no tripod, sling, etc. Um, no, I like carrying my trigger stick around. It always comes in handy somewhere. Did you run that rather than your tripod? Uh, no, no, I did. We probably, I actually, to be fair, I ran the tripod more. You had both. We just had, just had it, yeah, yeah, just had it sitting down, and I got that top plate, the um, 
that Jeff sent me. So I bought a uh, Area Four Nineteen Arca. Oh, sorry, um, rail yeah, changer. Arca, rail changer. So basically, it clamps on the top of your Arca rail and it's got an Arca clamp on top of that. But it also basically performs as a platform for the top of your tripod. So that was good. Um, and I guess yeah, that so. Well, they end up with the head. Fourteen people in skills class, eleven in practical, and seven in unlimited. I would have thought unlimited would have had a few more, but um, yeah, it was sort of well balanced out. Yeah, uh, it, uh, at our events, um, open is still the least. Well, hunters in our events is essentially dead, but practical gets far more than un, than open. Yeah, yeah, by by a large margin. Because I guess you don't need to invest as much fucking stupid gear, right? Which is the oh, idea. Which so. is the idea. So, so I guess you were running a squad in a way, were you? Uh, yeah, man. So I was squatted with, with Wilkie, which was real fun. So, yeah. um, oh, shit, I've never seen so much of Wilkie in my life. He turned up at my house a couple of days ago. I'm not even kidding. After <laughs> the event, he's, he's just. I think, he, I think he is actually living out of a car. I think he might be homeless. Mm, yeah, I, I agree. I got I a feeling his missus left him for some hunky Italian guy. Various but... various people have seen him at their house. In the last while. Yeah, so. I'm going to call the police next time he turns up, actually. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we all squatted together, so we sort of shared the responsibility. We had three uh, quite green shooters, um, two of them are father and son, who had competed at a previous one of our events at Tikarangi. Um, and then we had one shooter who was brand new, uh, it was quite cool. So that this this young uh, this young guy, probably a bit older than me, but... He's been studying it online. He's been, you know, taking online classes. He got a Voodoo and a KDX chassis, uh, Night Force NX8 and mil. What? Oh yeah, like this is the it was the best looking rifle of the day by by far. So good looking, but brand first time. So he's just shooting skills class. Um, <laughs> no, no, he he was it was literally his first time. Yeah, the gun was hectic. Like I said, if if you come to our events, if you're in Hunter, you're yeah, unfortunately, you're not competitive because your gun is Gucci. Um, he was first stage. He was shaking. He was that nervous. Um, but man, he shot well. He's been watching a lot of modern day sniper and doing their online. So he, instead of going, shall I build up slowly? He just went to a le- up to eleven immediately. With he gear. went. He went to fucking twelve, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> ooh, what? It, it, I'm, That's probably about the. It's, dearest to, yeah, yeah anyway. it is. It you is. can't get much dearer. No, yeah. it's it's <laughs> it's pr- very cool. Um, I'm disappointed if you didn't like the whole thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think the sports for me. You know, yeah. keep gun. <laughs> yeah, I'll sell it up price. Young guy. Oh, be thirty. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, he, but he's going to come. He's so he follows all our stuff online, Simon's stuff, everything. He's just been too nervous to come down, and he he wants to meet some other Auckland shooters so he can travel with them. So I'm putting him in yeah. touch with them. Um, put him in touch with like Jeff and that so he can potentially carpool and all that normal stuff the other guys do but he shot well man and being skills his gun down <laughs> yeah fuck yeah um, being <laughs> skills class you're allowed to um, assist them I think yep. you are anyway but we did but he didn't need a lot of help he was pretty good um, an extra 30 seconds for most stages too so. yeah and um, but he, he's he will be which if, is good if he sticks at it he will be competent like I said to him 
I said you could if he comes down, he's probably going to shoot the twenty-two final. I was like, you could, you've got the skill to shoot rifleman class. I was like, you're not going to win it, but you've got the the skill level for it anyway. Um, so yeah, that was fun. And then the other two shooters, a, a, a father and son. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was good fun. And then, but the one real fun thing was shooting with Wilkie. I haven't done that in a long time, so it was good to um, actually compete directly against them in the same squad and sort of um, yeah harass each other and thing. So, so what was your favourite stage, Mark? Or stages? We won't go through every one because it's fucking twelve. I know. I'll just go through um, squad wise. We had a good setup as well. We had um, basically the top three skills guys and ended up in my squad due to my uh, experienced leadership. <clears throat> And other made up things. Um, so they all shot really well. And uh, so we had people that I've shot with before was Joel and um, Josh Maynard as well. So Maynard, Josh was in open class with me and Haughty. So there's three of us in open. And uh, basically the other three were in um, skills class. So that was good. Made a clear delineation. So. And we went through the day pretty smoothly. Everyone pitched in and helped, so it went well. Probably the only thing is just, uh, like always, you can get a bit lax with spotting at 22 events, I think. Um, Agreed, yes. And, you know, it can be a difference between getting a good adjustment and call. So, yeah, there's a couple of times we probably didn't, as a, a squad, do a good enough job spotting, which which can hamper people, especially when they're struggling to get back on plate type stuff uh favorite stage well for the first time in a while i cleared a few so that was good um uh, what was the unlimited one oh god now i can't remember what they're called um i'd load up like 50 rounds of ammo i was going to go crazy and i think i cleared it in 12 rounds might have been Was Tanky McTack Tank Trap Face Stage Unlimited? I think it might have been. No, I can't remember. Um, was it the Y post Y? Anyway, it was a stage with an unlimited round count that I got through pretty quick. And by the end, by the last half of the day, I was a lot more consistent. Anyway, scores wise, and that's where I got quite a few. Uh, four on my cleared stages were in that side of it yeah three of them and then two in the in the other side of the course where we started so we started at stage seven so um yeah 12 stages they all start to meld into one after a week of being there so i can't, <laughs> can't help you graham oh are you there you gone I was oh, on mute, sorry. You beat me oh. in stage one, unsupported. And you and Wilkie, you beat both of us, actually. <clears throat> That's it, really. What was stage one? Oh, you beat me there, too. Uh, unsupported. It was like sling only. But you couldn't run the sling as like a single point. You had to like run at two points, which I was like, oh, panic. And I had to readjust. I had to pull apart my sling and put it back together so I could run it as a... I don't use slings, Graham, so I didn't even use the sling. So. Fuck you, a mad dog. Um, yeah, no, but so, so what? So you reckon tanky trappy was your favourite one, eh? Which is a, t- a chank trap, bunch of targets. Um, yeah, I do remember clearing it well, so I did a good job in terms of getting through it. Um, made good decisions on where to shoot off it for a change. So, 
Um, yeah, but overall, I was really happy with the 1022 semi auto competition model one. So, just running a 2 to 12 scope, <laughs> albeit BDX. So, I just like do 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 put it in my little ranges and where I went. So, it worked well on the stage where you don't can't touch your scope anyway. Put it that way, Graham. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> very, very good point. Um, so my favorites, oh, what would my favorite stage be? I like the unsupported stage, which is not much to talk about there, it was just unsupported stuff. Uh, yeah. It was like standing, sitting, kneeling, prone, unsupported. And then, <clears throat> um, but probably my f- favourite one, because it, it was kind of like, it was real gamery and new and we didn't do anything like it was. So Jeff got me to fabricate this thing and he didn't tell me what it was. It was just like a base and a, a vertical pole and then a horizontal pole like with quite specific dimensions and the diameters of the pipe had to be quite specific. And I was like, I was thinking, what the what the frick is this thing? And then he sort of wouldn't allude what it was, so I just forgot about it. And what it was, it ended up being like an axle. So you had these two wheels, and you'd like put one on and then engage this target that had a target in front of it with a hole cut through the middle. So you're trying to sort of thread your bullet through the center, like a donut through a donut hole. And then you'd put your rifle down this little sort of safe box, and then you'd move and put the other wheel on obviously they just the sleeve on they weren't four studs or anything um and then you do the same and the wheels trying to roll as you shoot so it was quite hard to brace and get a clean steady shot probably not that big a deal with the semi because i imagine you just rip rounds at it mark but um, no no because you um what you did was if you rotated the wheel around it, it hit and locked against a certain thing oh so, so you cheated what do you mean it's cheating <laughs> It's it's illeg- you got you got an illegitimate third. <laughs> that is not even close we're to gonna, cheating. You wait till Jeff hears. We didn't say do not rotate the wheel around. No, no it, I'm it, saying, it didn't. No, no, it didn't I mean, on on no, on the thing, <laughs> on the on the axle. If you spun the wheel, it hit a. There's a point where it would lock. I'm aware it did <clears> that, and I said, "Don't do that, Wilkie, you cheater." <laughs> uh, so you copied. Why would you say that? So now, oh, I did wonder how you cleared that stage. Well, it was easy. <laughs> it was an easy stage. What sort of me- so the what sort of mechanic puts a wheel on backwards? Um, what sort of mechanic armed also is probably another question we need to ask. Yeah, and why wasn't there any, you know, uh, a thing to put the wheel on with like an ear, ear jack? Thing, That's true. Know? So you are now okay. We, we're calling how many points ahead of Maynard? A? Le Mans pit stop. I did like his detailed description at the start of the in, in the stage description it was a bit like larping or something yeah like you're a mechanic and you wanted to like mm. sabotage the other yeah. <laughs> get your trusty 22 and shoot the that's one thing i did like was those targets which you shot through a circle to hit the target behind it that was cool yeah i didn't mind those they were harder than they looked yeah unless you put the wheel on backwards and i'm grateful for the people who shot the target that was a uh, hostage and moved it sideways so we could hit it <laughs> On the for the um like the poor the poor guys in skills class, their little hostage was still right, you know, lined up. Yeah. Behind one behind the other sort of thing. But our one had moved across slightly on the on the frame. So you could actually just shoot at it from the from an angle from the you, side. Your your good results getting less and less bloody uh <sighs> legitimate. Hold on, this is all stuff you guys go, I can't believe you just didn't do blur and shot <laughs> off the ground because it never said it. Yeah, you're right. You're 100% right. <laughs> um, I did 
did do badly on skill stage two, but anyway. So once you put the second wheel on and hit the, the, the through the donut hole a certain amount of times, you then jump the centre of axle, and it was very yep. very sturdy and quite easy to finish the stage. Um, that was a fun one. Uh, there was a like a, a long range learn your limits with a sort of hostage bar behind it, um, and like that, I think the, the smallest target was like point one wide. It was pretty small in the wind, like one. It wasn't that far, one forty something meters. It was cool. It took me like maybe four shots to hit the little wide, little thin one. Um, oh, you guys didn't clear the one dial trip line. No, I, I didn't get the line. So here's the thing. This one, you had 60 seconds worth of prep. And I smashed it. You God. did. I think you're like... <laughs> maybe because I didn't have to dial. Yeah. Um, what I should have done here is deployed... I didn't have enough elevation in the bipod to get me high enough. So I was oh. dropping my rear bag and like putting it into the ground. After I was talking with Simon on the way home, he's like, why don't you just deploy your tripod, shoot it all sitting? And I was like, oh, fuck, that would have made it so easy, that whole stuff. I was just where the target was up the hill further. Yeah, and it sort of had like maybe yeah, 40 poor degrees. Old, poor old, I think it was that first stage and Hordy started on it. Yeah. And we didn't think, and he got down with his, and he couldn't, yeah, he had no elevator, he couldn't get up. Yeah. To see, yeah, he couldn't get enough elevation. He couldn't, he couldn't get it up. No, he couldn't get it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that I should have shot that whole trage off a tripod. Um, yeah, I still got. I just dropped one hit. I just ran out of time at the last one. Essentially, I had enough in my bipod to do it. So, and the butt stock's quite short. So, mm. you know, were you running the Skypod or the Acutec? No. Which bipod? Uh, your favourite, Graham. You weren't running the Magpul. Yeah. Oh my god. You're better. Was, you're you're better than that, Mark. It was great. So <sighs> I, you and your flash Harry set up for me was my rudimentary. And you beat me on the stage. <laughs> well, well, there you go. Maybe I need a uh, Magpul bipod. No, I doubt it. No, I doubt <clears> it. You can't even take it off. It's like screwed. Yeah, it's on a it. light. It's a light gun, so it's not really a thing issue. Yeah. So it's yeah. a heavy gun to be a pain. No, no, fair. I, mean, I can't argue with your result on that stage. Um, oh, the dash. It was fun. So by the time I got to the dash, it was my second last stage. It was quite wet, and the run was up a sort of bit of a slope. So I was doing big power slides down the hill back to my shooting position. Um, oh, I don't think I could be bothered running. So hence my half score there. Oh come on, Mark! Oh, um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, well, um, just too slow and fat. <laughs> No, but what I'll say is the stages were fun. They were, um, again, the, the, the farm's what you would call clean. It has, doesn't have the um, terrain and scrub and shit we, we're used to at our events. Um, Jeff made good use of that with props, interesting props, and like new weird shit he came up with. Um, it was fun. It was a good event. Now, the one thing I'd take on to other shoots is that round target in front, the blue target that you shoot through to hit the back target. That is... That's awesome. It means you have to basically be on height and, you know, you know, obviously be on to get through it. It's cool. I did like it. I did. It was, um, hey, well, hey, talk to Simon. He's designing the final. You're the match director too, so you've probably got some squeeze in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or am I? <laughs> um, but, yeah, so worth worth the trip, definitely. Um, Jeff's coming. And he, he's getting good at it, which is good to see. And it's good for us because we get to go and shoot a cool event. Did we mention where everyone got? Might as well. It's not often I get to sort of 
get a, a really? legitimate yes. um, podium. Normally you find out a few days later after you've readjusted the scores. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we might as well really just talk about Unlimited, I guess, instead of everyone's personal details. Well, what's say? So practical Jordan 1... Yep. With a really tricked out Chris, which he's got all set up for speed versus precision. I don't know. Oh, is that think. the Chris? Holy! F- so he's thinking like me, right? He needs points at speed versus precision because he he buggered up the first round like me. So that was a semi-auto. That's yeah. Cool. So he's put a true flight barrel on it, chambered it himself because he's a bloody rocket yeah. scientist. Carbon yeah. fiber four end, which is part of a rocket. Uh, he's got his own tuner suppressor. He's built on it. He's yeah. got a Timney Trigger Tech a diamond trigger in it. He's built a he's built like a voodoo out of a Chris. It's wow. very cool. So that was that was the top semi-auto then. Yes, yes. Hmm. I wouldn't hmm. if he. I would not be surprised if he if he had been an open. He most likely would have beat me. No. Uh, oh, you mean because of the ability? Oh, sorry, no. yeah. If I he had a tripod and stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. With with the addition of yeah, yeah. yeah Although yeah. I beat him in Supports. the unsupport, I beat him in the unsupported stage. <laughs> Two fifty four, yeah. So he was um, third highest overall score. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Simon coming second. Uh, Simon had a bit of a like. You look at us. He's got a lot of like top scores, and then he's got a lot. He's got several quite um like not uh, some uncharacteristic scores in there. So he ended up in second. A couple of grams. Couple uh, several grams. He's I don't have him. (laughs) And you know, then you look at the scorecard and go, "There's no way could." It... Oh no! And then Jeremy, who's doing very well in the Spark series, also he's sitting up in like third or fourth. He come in third. Um, yep. So no, great... solid, solid effort. Congratulations! Very good result to those yeah. guys. Skills again. We just won't say the full details. Um, Stefan coming first, Thomas in second, and Joel in third. So all golf. Golf All squad golf, members, so, well done, golf. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Stephen, quite, yeah, like, quite a little bit of way out ahead of those guys. Yeah, I told him three times that he was in the wrong because <laughs> yeah. he was shooting really well and with a, quite a little basic little setup. I think it was a T one. Yeah, the only only trouble he had was one of the mags was uh, spitting rounds up and vertical out the front of them. Yeah, my, one of mine does that now. Yeah, yeah. So that's a, I said it's a, I've heard of. T1's doing that so anyway but he shot really well nicely yeah very good so very consistent so good work for um, those guys Joel Joel had his Chris as well with the LPVO so still a little bit limited on the old long range of those stages because they still had some longish ranges to shoot so yeah and then the unlimited well you and obviously Wilkie were battling it out neck and neck all day. Neck and neck all day. It's Until the, the yeah. pressure told and Wilkie melted and fell apart. So, so, so we'll, we'll talk about the top, but the, who come when, and, but I just want to touch on the, the fun we had battling oh. each other. So, so um, Mark, congratulations on your third place. Um, it's been a while since we've seen a result out of you um, due to either like uh, well, mental March. fatigue or just you just not caring. Um March, March it was you won you run you two third in the two two threes in the one mile champion. Thank you. And then you hey, um, but then it's all been yeah. Well, that we uh, you might be third in two two threes forever. Also ran. Yep. Um, and then Wilkie in second. 
on so mark you were on 233 233 out of 284 leisurely 25 points behind yes uh wilkie first match back from europe he was the like one of the best back in the day but he's sort of battling now um i dispute that second i think if you come back from europe you have to pass two drug tests before you can compete that's true that's yeah. true. Although there has been allegations of you cheating in one of the possum rifle series. He's probably juiced up on EPO and blood doping. Yes. Was he in France? Yeah. He was, yeah. He's been eating horse meat. Victory at all costs. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not about the rifle. Lance Armstrong. Yep, that's not. Um, so he came in at 258 out of 284. And then I come in first, which is quite cool. On two, surprise, six, surprise. 268. Um, so, Wilkie and myself again squatted together. We started on stage 11, which was the, uh, some, some car theme thing. I can't remember the name of it. Um, he, first stage, oh, was it 11? Yeah, Le Mans defence. Yeah, okay. No, so I, I got him by two points on that. And then the next mm. stage, he got me by a couple of points. And then all day, we sort of battled back and forth. Even, even. Yeah. And I just then you snuck ahead, yeah. And then and so we, we we were the same, and like I'd be a point ahead all day, and then we got to like a second last stage that which was the the um, Reno wreckage, the troop line one. And when I when I got the same amount of points as him, he's like celebrated at the end of the stage and dash it, we both cleared, and then we got to yeah the Reno wreckage, which was this weird prop, it like shit poking out all over the place. It's quite cool, and some of them Carnage. particularly unstable. Um, I shot through it, made some mistakes, um, uh, ended up on 22 out of 25, and I thought, fuck, he's got me. He's got me, right? Like, the wind's reasonably calm by this point. Like, I think the first, there was a target at, like, one, I don't know, it was 160, 180, I don't know, and one closer at, like, 100. <clears throat> and I was like, no, nah, he's got me. He's watched me bugger it up, so he's he's not going to make those same stupid mistakes as me. And he shit the bed, big time. Uh, and come away with only like half the points for the stage or something along those 15. lines. 15. 15 out of 22. Yeah. He didn't hit any of the long targets. Um, and he just, yeah, so it, right at the end, it just turned to custard for him. But until that point, it was neck and neck. It made for a really, really fun day. Uh, <laughs> and then I had just to like. Wilted. Wilkie wilted. Yeah, poor bugger. Uh, he shot well, though, man. He shot well. And it was, um, yeah. it was fun and like being like, because we knew the points were tight. Um, you know how that feels, though, don't you? Really, so. losing at the last minute. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! Do I what? <laughs> Anthony's in America right now, and he'll he'll listen to this because obviously he's got nothing better to do, and he'll be laughing at that. So, uh, so shout out that that certainly overshadowed the day and any feeling of success to hear that. Uh, yes. Should we touch on that? And, we'll wrap this up. Yes. 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 Um, I didn't yes. even send in my results. I didn't want to take a shine of them. Um, no. So yeah, great day. Thanks to Jeff and Cass and their team for hosting us um, mm. feeding us all the sponsors uh, I picked up a Sabre Tactical bolt pouch off the bag you got some ammo and a few things like very generous sponsors um, I can't recall a lot of them Ozark Outdoors um, Rod and Rifle Magazine anyway pretty pretty awesome to see a sponsor of these cool events and uh, County's Custom Killing County's Custom Killing and County's Mortgages um, we will be at the next one no doubt so as you alluded to there, Anthony was missing. He wasn't here, mm. which is weird because he's at every event. Because um, that's what he does. He can't get yeah. enough. So Anthony was over in Australia, as we touched on in the previous podcast, for the Australian PRS final. 
in Victoria. Yep. Victoria. So he went in sitting in fourth in the series overall, one point behind third and several points from uh, second and first. Um, so the first day, I believe they had some big storm over there, all of us Australia, flooding and wind and shit. Yeah, Victoria had pretty rough weather for the week. Yep. Yeah, so he um, <laughs> he sent a message saying, man, it's, it's, it's fucking hard. Like, it's, it's, it's not going particularly well. But I think he ended up finishing in third for day one. Yeah. And then... So we were coming home from Auckland and we um, we stopped in Pew Pew and watched the results, uh, the, the presentation live on the internet. And so he ended up winning the final. So he got through to first. And what did this, and that put him into second overall second first overall. season. Th- yeah. th- this is a massive accomplishment. Like, I don't think people realise how... This isn't winning... No, no, that people would have heard what he... Has. Yeah descriptions of what the competition's like so if they've listened to this before but so it certainly pushed him up another level to to, to be able to compete over there and yeah. it's certainly um a testament to his uh you know determination to get there that he he's lifted himself to another level and shooting really well no one you know. no one puts in the work like he does and that's not an understatement in this game no, no. we're not we're not talking yeah. about rowing and stuff but um so from from us, and I, I imagine you feel the same. Congratulations to Anthony. That is a massive achievement. He's the first Kiwi yeah. to go over and do this, and he's 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 torn it up over there. Um, he ended up one point off the series one, so a second still a massive achievement. Um, won the final. Like he just got better and better and better. Um, so again, from us, at Taranaki Long Range and the Precision Podcast, our motor podcast. Congratulations, Anthony. Um, yeah, really, really fucking big achievement. That's incredible, actually. But no chance, no time to bask in the glory. He's now in America, so hopefully you guys will over there. He's now in America for the American Paris final, which um, uh, he qualified for through some of the New Zealand events that the um, their early events gave him a spot. Um, so he will be by the time you listen to this, he will already be competing, or would have competed. So. He's, yeah. We're going to leave him alone for a few weeks because as soon as he gets back, he's got some big New Zealand comps. <laughs> Not as big as those ones, obviously. We'll let, we'll let him calm down because he'll probably be half dead and we're going to have him back on for probably probably two podcasts or maybe one mega fucking three-hour long one, which will be really, really cool. Um, yeah. Very, very cool. I think that about wraps up everything we want to talk about, doesn't it, mate? Yep. Um, Thank you. Um... Any last comments? Closing comments? Any 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 dad advice for the listeners, mate? <laughs> dad advice. Mortgage advice. Um, uh, legal ha- advice. Le- I weirdly we got some of that off you earlier today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> unsolicited. Yeah. Um, here's here's a piece of advice. My, a- my, my piece of advice is the most important person is the person right next to you, Graham. That's something to always remember. I'm in a room alone. Yeah, I know. You're, 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 more... you're next to me through a computer. No, no. Or do you mean my wife? Well, anyway, you work it out. <laughs> you work it out. <laughs> All right. It's open to interpretation. Oh, cool, cool. I've, I've, uh, I, I read one the other. Here's one. Here's one. Very, very, very uh, philosophical in the shooting world. St- st- <laughs> it's an appropriate comment for the team's match, Graham. True. Okay, here's one. Shooting steel, that's the dessert, but shooting paper, that's the vegetables you need. Ah, Isn't that depressing, but it it makes sense. 
Okay. I hate shooting paper. Fuck, it sucks, but I've been doing so much of it. Um, th- thank you, everyone, for listening to another podcast. We will have one maybe even next week, if we feel like it, after Tirada, and then we'll do some ones with colleagues. So thank you for listening to episode 52, and yeah, well, you'll hear from us again soon. Righto. See ya.